Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, and everyone who perished in the tragic helicopter accident this past weekend in Los Angeles. Welcome to Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Today's show is a recording from the Off the Glass podcast. Always appreciate Zach having me on his platform. We scheduled this recording before Kobe's untimely demise. We decided to go through with it. Go subscribe to the Off the Glass podcast on your Apple podcast app. Zach starts out the show by naming everyone who's on the helicopter on that tragic day, which I think is very important. Let's get into it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Off the Glass podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and you know my motto, fan of no team, but a lover of basketball. Um, This is going to be a tough podcast, a somber podcast. Um, It's definitely going to be dedicated to the memory of Kobe being Bryant, who tragically passed away at 41 years old in a, a helicopter crash. Um, I'm doing this podcast today with with Combo from the podcast Combo's Court. Make sure to check him out. But real quick, the other people who also lost their lives were mentioned. We have John, his wife Carrie, and Alyssa, also Bellini. Uh, John was the Orange County College baseball coach, and his daughter were teammates of Gianna Bryant, uh, Kobe's daughter, who also tragically passed away. We have Christina Mauser, who's the assistant girls basketball coach at the K through eighth private school in Orange County where Gianna attended. And then we had Sarah and Peyton Chester, the mother and daughter duel who were also on board. It's to mention as well that Kristen Mauser leaves behind three small children. So welcome into the show combo um, on a we had a had already had this podcast schedule. We want to talk, you know, NBA news and stories, but um, obviously all that gets put to the side with the tragic passing of of Kobe Bryant. Um, welcome to the show, man. Zach, thanks for having me here. Just you going through those names just made me most emotional right now. To be honest, um, tough times, and a lot of it honestly didn't process. Like I've been watching it on the news and. It's not even, it doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem real, to be honest. I feel like I'm watching, like, a movie that's not real, and then every once in a, real, every once in a while I realize, what the, like, I'll curse out loud. Yeah. What is going on? Like, yeah. he's really dead? And then, yeah. and then I talk to his daughter, like, as a parent, it's just like, oh, my God, you know? It's I couldn't even imagine that. what his family, and mainly Vanessa, is dealing with, and uh, his other daughters. Yeah. And... Real quick, I was actually at work and, you know, I work in law enforcement right now. And my wife sent me the text that TMZ was reporting. And I looked at it kind of suspect because I'm like, it's TMZ. But once I clicked yeah. on Fox News, the outlet, they actually started breaking it first. And it shows you as being a parent. I didn't even process Kobe right away. I immediately started thinking about his daughter. That was like my first yeah, yeah. thought, just being honest with you, because I know they were always together. Um, me and you both do a basketball podcast, so we follow stuff more detailed than other people. And right. I'm thinking like they probably were on their way to an AAU game. I knew he traveled by helicopter. So like I immediately started thinking about Gianna. That was what my initial thoughts were, just being honest with you. No, for sure. And when, and when you become a parent, you just look at everything different, you know, and I looked at it like that too, and uh, man, yeah, I'm really lost for work still, honestly. And shout out to our friend Rashad, who lost a friend. You know, yeah, um, I was going to get to that briefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I spoke to him briefly, and he's really struggling with it. It's 
it's crazy because like the first question I asked Rashad, I think it was one of the first questions, the first time I had Rashad on the podcast, um, just his thoughts when Kobe, you know, mentioned him as the best player to never make the NBA. And uh, we talked about that briefly, but I know Rashad has a relationship with him, so shout out to Rashad. And condolences to the families that of all the loss, of everybody that was lost on that plane, I mean on that helicopter, you know. Just yeah, bad, yeah. I reached out to uh, Rashad as well, and um, I'm actually due to go visit him this coming Friday. Uh, we had planned this trip really? a long time ago, go out there and do some stuff, and um, to kind of go out there on this note. And um, you know, his friend that he was actually visiting Vegas posted a video because I told Rashad when I actually talked to him on the phone, I kind of apologized because I texted him so generic not even realizing his relationship with him like that and his friend basically was saying how like this was really one of his friends but he didn't use the relationship um for clout but um definitely was a tough day yesterday i know i ended up leaving work early because it was just other stuff going on at work and it was just too much but real quick um kobe the, the the basketball player um the competitor what what sticks out to you when you think about Kobe, what was going through your mind as a basketball player? It's funny because I'm not I'm not a writer such as yourself, but sometimes I do write things on Instagram underneath the picture. Yeah, so I guess you consider writing, but I was just writing down some stuff as a basketball player because I didn't know Kobe personally, so I thought it would bring the most value for me writing some stuff on his game. Right. You know what I mean? And what sticks about what sticks out about Kobe is in his best content piece that I ever thought he had was when it, actually he was describing Kyrie's game and asking the question, can you go left? Can you go right? Can you shoot? You know, I don't know if you ever saw that. Uh, no, exactly. I saw you it. Check it out if you do. Yeah, I saw yeah, it. Yeah, man. That was just, I watched that over and over again. And yeah, Kobe could do that. He could go left, he could go right, he could shoot, he could play off the ball. Um, talk about keeping the defense that day. He could score at three levels with either hand. Oh, obviously he didn't shoot the three also with us, but you know what I mean. Right. He could, he could go either way. Um, and he could play off the ball really well. He was a great cutter. Yep. Um, he was obviously a lob threat. Yep. We don't talk about all these things. And on top of that, man, a passer, man, he had great vision. Was he a willing passer always? No. But right. I think he learned how to play with his teammates later in his career. Um, I'm not a defensive player, so I'm not going to speak on his defense, but he was all-time great at that as well. And that's really that's really my thoughts on Kobe as a player, an all-time great. Um, you could talk about where you place him in the top 10, but he's in the top 10. And man, the closest thing to MJ we've ever seen. I agree a hundred percent about that. It's funny because I had just did another podcast with some buddies of mine, and they were going over my goat list, and I actually had Kobe twelfth behind Moses. But it's just like after this, I don't even know if I even want to put those kind of lists out anymore. Uh, just kind of want to appreciate the talent. And you're a hundred percent right. I was somebody that I'm not going to sit here and say I was a huge fan. Um, yeah. I think that it uh, like a, like yeah. he wasn't my type of player per se but I respected the hell out of him uh super uber competitive and uh thought he was super skilled uh like you said the closest thing we we saw to MJ and it's funny because I want to say it was last week yeah early last week um I forget his first name but the guy that does the thinking basketball podcast and the breakdown video Taylor yeah he's been on my pod twice great great guy to talk to Man, yeah. love his work. And he actually had just did, I don't know if it was old or it just popped in my YouTube, but he did a breakdown video showing how great of a cutter Kobe was, like moving without the ball. Yeah. Because the person you think about in that era, obviously, is Dwayne Wade. But he was actually showing through different ways he manufactured his shot that he was actually even better 
than Dwayne Wade and kind of how it was a underrated skill that he possessed. I also, and it's, it's funny, I'm thinking about all this now because I've seen, I consumed a lot of Kobe stuff recently, uh, which is, you know, which I haven't done in the past. And it wasn't even like I was working on a piece or anything. I was just consuming a lot of Kobe stuff. But he said you just in the, got in one of those modes. Yeah, yeah. Those I just modes. got one of those modes. Yeah, yeah. And he said real yeah, quick yeah. that uh, he felt like he knew he wasn't the quickest. And when you think about it, yeah, there were guys more fat, you know, a lot quicker than him. He said he didn't feel like right. he was the most athletic. Uh, I kind of agree with that. He was a great athlete, but he wasn't like Vince Carter, jump off the charts athletic. So he just felt like or his... Even Jordan. Or, or even, even Jordan. Jordan. Or even Jordan. Yeah, and he yeah. just, to your yeah. point, felt like his work ethic... And he had to be the most skilled to get by, he said. He felt like he had to come up with different counters and really work on yeah. his game and refine his game. And um, I think that's what I respected the most out of him was his ability to put the work in and then put in the proper work. Not just go in the gym and just get shots up, but just put in the proper work. Right. Right. No, for sure. And I have to preface what I said before. I, I didn't put that, what I wrote down out yet, but I think I will on Instagram. And on top of that... Um, his clutch gene, and I think honestly, to be honest, Zach, the clutch gene is um, it's, it's not even real. It's really just preparation. Right. And the guys prepare, prepare the most. Yep. They just, you know, once they get those opportunities, they make it happen. Um, if you're already a professional player uh, and you work on something over and over again, it's going to come out in big time moments. So the clutch gene thing is kind of uh, an overrated aspect, but let's just, we'll, we'll leave that conversation for another day. Right, but man, right. him at the end of the game, him as a closer, he's just an all-time great because of the preparation he put in. I, I agree a hundred percent, and his again, the mentality because, and again, I felt like we grew up with him because we obviously did. Like we watched his whole career because again, I'm 38, so I see yeah. Jordan. Like I do remember their first championship. That's fifth grade for me, but I had already missed you know, the 37 a game Mike seasons. Like I didn't witness that live. Kobe, Kobe was the first one. Like we watched it from beginning to end. Um, So for me, I wanted to just do this as well. What are some of your memories as far as games? Like some of the different things throughout his career that sticks out to you that you will always hold in high regard. You know what's pretty sad about my situation with Kobe and why I would like how you said you weren't as big of a fan as, as, as others. It's because a lot of my time with Kobe, I was actually overseas. So, oh, you know, those games are late. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah I, yeah. I spent 10 years over here, so those games were late. I didn't really watch them. Um, so some of my memories aren't as fun as other people's memories that were just in America the whole time and were able to watch games at 7 p.m., you know? But yeah. obviously, I consumed a lot of it. I mean, obviously, I spent a lot of time on YouTube. So I've seen, I saw everything, and I would obviously watch, you know, first take on YouTube and all that, and I kept up. But, yep. um... Man, his last, right now, to be honest, his last game is what sticks out supposed to be. Like, mm. that is one moment that uh, that I'll never forget. Just watching him, like, that was for real. To yeah. score that many points, or just, just straight on will, yeah. care how many shots he took. It was, just, it was such a Kobe way to go out. And, man, just amazing, amazing. Like, just the way he went out. And, obviously, 81 versus Toronto was amazing. I remember that vividly. Um, yeah. 81 is a lot of points, man. Well, yeah, 55 in the second half. Yeah, he did. It was, uh, I didn't watch that one live. I taped it for League Pass because I actually had a men's game that night myself. So when I got done playing, people were texting me and sending me like just going crazy. And I got home and watched it and he started slow. It didn't look like it was going to turn into that kind of game. It was one of the more 
weird games I've seen as far as flow. Yeah. He didn't come out like super hot like that. I think for me, and you, you're right, I forgot about the overseas piece with you because I remember being in Finland. I would have to stay up to 3 in the morning to see the TNT games yeah. at 7 on Thursday. So sometimes it was, I was lucky to get through to halftime. But for me, I would go back to that first championship run um, against Indiana. That's kind of one of the ones where Shaq, remember, he fouls out. And um, yeah. he scores, what, like the last eight? or third, something like that, or 11 points to kind of get the Lakers over the hump. And that was like a big game because I think Indiana would have went up 3-2 or it tied it up. You know, I'm not right. going to lie. I didn't go look at all the stats, but that was one of those moments, like, I can remember. And I know earlier he had the, the San Antonio thing as well in the playoffs. But for me, that's when I was like, wow, okay, this guy is going to be something special because I was actually – rooting for Indiana because I was like a huge Jalen Rose fan. So I wanted Indiana to beat the Lakers, but watching him, he just would not let them lose. And I remember like the iconic tip-in he had where he just grabbed it out the air and was able to turn around and kind of bake it in. That one sticks out. Um, obviously, the 81 points, the last game. I would say even the the games in Orlando, like people forget how good Orlando was that year. And I know – uh, Stan Van Gundy, I know Dwight Howard, uh, the guys off that team, Turkaloo, Rashad Lewis, yeah. uh, Skip to my Lou, Jameer. No, I know they're kind of kicking tough. themselves because they honestly yeah. could have won that chip that year. Courtney Lee missed a uh, in game one, missed a lob pass to kind of tie it up. But watching with, him with Turkaloo, yeah, with Turkaloo and Rashad Lewis, they probably could fit in the modern FBA, you know? Yeah, they could. Yeah, it's crazy yeah, how yeah, yeah. Uh, that team ushered in. I think ushered in the four out one in for sure and then when Dwight yeah, Howard yeah, yeah. was out they would run five out no in like you see a lot now and, and Dwight and Dwight if he when he has his mind right to be a lot threat like yeah the current NBA amazingly you know yeah because people think that if you're a big man and you can't shoot you don't have value in today's NBA but actually a lot being a lot threat is one of the most valuable assets of today's NBA you know because that's what when you have a creator like a Luca or a James Harden man it just gives you another option opens everything up for everybody. So Dwight Howard would for sure fit, you know? Yeah. So that was an amazing team. You're right. You're right. 100%. It was a super amazing team that they was able to beat. And I think, too, since you were talking about that, I think the ability to know how to screen as a big man. Yeah. I, I think a lot yeah. of the casual fan don't understand that. And I know that as a point guard, to play with a big that just knows how to read your defender and screen a certain right. way and then you can kind of play off of it. Um, I played with right. a guy like that in Finland who I wish I would have played the year before before he had hurt his Achilles because he wasn't athletic. But his ability to know how to slip, he knew when to pop, how to set the screen, like things that a lot of people don't realize brings a lot of value. And those are kind of some of the reasons why you'll see somebody like a Luka or LeBron who know how to play downhill, yeah. even Kobe towards the end because they were playing like that with Gasol and Odom would play that yeah. role a little bit, little bit for them, the ability to play off of that, how key it is to have a big man. But to see Kobe in that finals was incredible, man. It was incredible right. to see him in that finals. And you're right, Odom can do anything. Did you see Odom's comments, by the way, about no. Kobe? No, I didn't. Super, super like reflective, just talking about how he was just there. More like he didn't want to call him like his father, but just like a, a big brother kind of guiding him, how he was there through him with those tough times when he had the, the coma, um, the different stuff he was going through. We forget he lost a son. 
he lost a baby and yeah. how Kobe was there. Um, that's what I wanted to switch to next. Um, when you saw the players' reactions, what was you thinking? Because um, for me, I didn't realize, and it, I mean, it's not like a no-brainer now, but the type of relationships that he had, I think that really speaks to him as as a person as well as a player. Yeah, I think a lot of these guys learned a lot from Kobe. Um, from first of all, watching him when right. they were coming up, and then getting the opportunity to play with him in the Olympics. You know, some of the top players they learned a lot about work work ethic during those times. And man, they looked up to him just as much as they were uh, competitors of his. It's amazing, and pretty much almost every NBA player that is playing today has some uh, some of Kobe's DNA in them. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. We forget because those of us who hold Jordan in such high standard, like these guys definitely didn't grow up on Jordan like that. So for them, Kobe was everything and more. And I think what I took away from it, um, I don't know what kind of work he did uh, philanthropically as far as giving away money and all that. I don't I don't know. But I think what he gave away in wisdom, some can argue, was more valuable than than money. I think that's what stuck out to me was the number of performance personal relationships he had with guys throughout the league I I thought that was just amazing guys that had little different stories um about different things and even I don't think he'll be mad if I shared this but even talking with Rashad this morning he was just like man like that was really my friend like he would text me like I saw you working with your daughter on Instagram like keep it up man I see you working with her you know like he said it'll just be random stuff like that and it seemed like everybody a good deal of the players had that kind of relationship with him, which was very shocking to me because I don't remember players saying that of Jordan like that. And I'm not saying that's not true with Jordan, but I just don't remember that like that. That's what really stood out for me with the players. Yeah. Well, you know, part of it is uh, I think Kobe's a little bit younger. So the ability to use technology a little bit better, you know, because I think you all reach out to everybody more. Yeah. But man, what you're speaking to, just his ability to be so focused, but then, but then yet delegate his time to everybody else as well and try and help others. You're right, man. So many personal relationships. He must have been really reaching out to a bunch of different people all the time. Well, obviously, we know he's one of the most focused individuals ever. It's right. true. It's amazing how he just delegated that time, you know? It was simply, I mean, even uh, Shaq's son, Sharif O'Neal, he said he posted, he talked to him that morning. Like, he was just checking in on him, saying, how are you doing? Because... You know, he's transferring from UCLA. So just wanted to make sure he was holding his head with that decision. I mean, I just thought it was incredible. And it made me think, like, am I really being, you know, using the most of my time, having two small kids, working professionally, a 12-hour, you know, a shift job, the kind of job I do, and then still devoting time to the podcast. I was even reevaluating myself, like, am I really working as hard as ever and I think that's what he really meant by the the Mamba mentality. You know, what do you think about, you know, when he talks about that Mamba mentality? Really what it means is just being the best possibly be and working hard at your craft and uh, finding ways to separate yourself. You know, not, and I spoke about this on podcast, if you're just going to do what everybody else is doing, you're just going to be like everybody else. And obviously he had a work ethic that probably nobody else matched ever. Because you hear the stories I don't find on my show and he just talks about the first time, you know, he saw Kobe work out. And, uh, man, you hear all those stories from everybody how oh, he's there. At, you know, he tells you to meet up there at 4.30 a.m., and he's there at, like, 3 a.m., already working out for an hour and a half before the guy even gets there. You hear all these stories all the time, man. And and you know what's crazy? He probably had more 
time to delegate to the more important stuff because he wasn't a guy who liked to go out. And right. I think a lot of basketball players, even me included, going out, even if you go out once a week, man, that takes out like 10 hours of your time. If you think about it, plus the next day it messes you up if you drank, you know, but maybe he had more time for the more important things because of that, because he wasn't really a go-out guy, you know? Yeah, because you always, you got to spend a few hours um, recovering. recovering. You you do. Yeah. And, uh for sure. Now that like trying to do something, it's not gonna it's not gonna be at a hundred percent. No, you know, no, it's percent. not. Depending on how hard you went that night in the club, it depends on how hard were you, you were. You, were you were you a go out guy, Zach? No, I really wasn't. I was kind of one okay, of those okay. guys, like you know, quoting Jay Z, like I if I peep something I see, then I'm gone. You know, <laughs> I was uh, okay. one of those guys oh, kind of okay, come okay. in, peep the scene. <laughs> if I see something I like, you know, like what you on tonight? Right, right. You know, we out or. I would just get tired and leave because um, I have an extroverted personality, but I'm naturally an introvert. Introvert, so I don't even oh, really? like. Yeah, really? I don't like even being around people like that. I don't have a large circle. I don't have a, a ton of friends. Like even when I played in Canada, my owner had to threaten me a fine to come out and sign autographs after the game. You know, I just didn't. You know, I didn't like attention and stuff like that. Even though I like talking and making videos and doing the podcast as a natural person no i'm not but as we talk through this i'm starting to think the reason why i think i took it so hard uh was well for a number of reasons but i think the main reason is because i think i'm a lot like him uh i call myself a cool nerd and i think that's what he was like super intelligent but had some swag about him was cool obviously he hooped but then he could speak like three four however many languages and he had this business mind and when he spoke you know he spoke so eloquently and so thoughtfully i think he got yeah i think he got cooler with age i think it shows though how we all grew up with him like kind of the circle back around was like we watched him come in as a 18 year old young man who have lived in italy who dad was a former nba player um who came to Philly and then but really wasn't inside Philly from the different stories you hear or different things depending on who you want to believe and then going all the way out to LA and I think he really became comfortable in his own skin when him and Shaq really started reportedly butting heads and um you know it was kind of time for him to be his own man and have his own team I think that's when Kobe was like really comfortable um with being being himself yeah, yeah, he definitely got more comfortable with age, and it was just an amazing maturation to watch. One hundred percent, I agree. I agree. So we're going to close with this. Um, like I said, kind of a somber podcast, but just real quick, was um the last thing um if you were, you know, able, I don't want to say have a conversation with him, but what would you remember Kobe by again? Like, um, what would this mean for you, and what are you going to take away? if anything can be taken away positive from such a terrible, tragic situation. Yeah, the situation, man, I don't know anything positive from the exact situation, but I mean, obviously there's plenty of positive from Kobe's life, you know? Um, and what sticks out most is just the competitor. He was amazing competitor. All those things that the old vet missing the game, you know, like not being friends with the opposition, just having a killer, killer mentality mm. all the time, you know? People, a lot of people don't like this uh, AU, and I and I heard Jalen Rose talking about all this actually today. Okay, you know, they don't. He wouldn't try and be friends. He's just competitor. He's super competitive, and I uh, just always wanted to be the best. Always strives to be the best. Uh, he said, "Friends come and go, but banners don't." I don't know the quote verbatim, 
you know, with me, that's why I want to be the greatest podcast ever. And when I was playing basketball, I want to be the greatest basketball player ever. Uh, I take anything and I'm going to teach my son this and anything you want to do, he's trying to be the best. And that's what he tried to do and he did it. So, man, that's what I take away from it. I think for me, when I mean like the situation, I think, and I'm already like this, but I think it makes you want to, uh, you know, hug your, your loved ones a little bit more, give them an extra kiss, right. um, call Definitely. somebody you might have had an issue with that you was close with. Uh, I just think it was a, a harsh reminder of how precious and how short life is and how they really say the present is like a gift. So you better enjoy it. So I know for me, right. and it was funny because I've already been kind of just trying to be more positive than ever. I've always been positive, but just in 2020, just even more positive not looking at the negative comments, just, you know, giving nobody but love. And I think this was, even though tragic, but something that it can be, you know, shown like how precious life is and you need to cherish every moment. And then far as him as a competitor, again, like I think definitely taking that with me. Um, I echo your sentiments. I want to be the the best podcaster um, I could be. I want to, like I was, I wanted to be the best ball player, the best point guard, the best teammate um, I right, could be, right. um, like I said, I wasn't really friends with a lot of my competitors like that either. I mean, it was always a mutual respect and, um, you know, it was funny cause it was a meme kind of going around on Facebook asking people to comment about how you were as a player and, um, to right, see right, how many, right. that, that went viral. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't even know it was a thing. I, I kind of caught it early. So, cause usually I don't follow trends like that on purpose, but I caught it early and, to see the amount of people who respected my game and all that. And, you know, that's kind of how you want to be remembered. You know, a lot of flattering comments. So um, we're going to leave it right there for today. Um, I appreciate you joining me uh, on this podcast. Like I said, it was a somber co- podcast. I texted you yesterday. like, man, I don't even know if I can do it because, uh, you know, it seems so premature just like them playing. But I'm glad we was able to chop it up and do this. And um, we'll definitely link again and kind of get back into the best we can some regular NBA news but for the people who are not familiar with Combo's Court and I'm not saying this I, I you become besides my own stuff obviously one of the few podcasts I listen to like all your episodes on a daily basis so go ahead and plug your stuff so people can know where they can find Combo yeah the first thing I actually before I get into this podcast the first thing I try to see about you is that super honest and super upfront so you saying that I know you're speaking from the heart and speaking the truth so I truly appreciate it and I always appreciate you um listening to the podcast commenting on the podcast and all that stuff man I truly appreciate you and i definitely appreciate you have, for having me on your platform no, um no problem you could uh yeah you could find me at uh on combos court apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio, radio wherever you enjoy podcasts you can follow me on instagram at one two combo that's only c-w-o-c-o-m-b-o we got tiktok now as well um yeah man we're out here just uh continuing to make episodes we're in 130s now for episodes so a lot of great guests i think you guys will enjoy the show check it out and um keep listening to zach's pod as well man and i'll keep listening i listen to every episode and i really enjoy it thanks for having me Zach. thanks for having me combo so this ladies and gentlemen is going to bring this episode to a close uh again rest in peace to kobe being brian to his daughter gianna and all the other people who lost their lives on yesterday rest in peace Remember my motto, fan of no team, but a lover of basketball. Y'all be safe out there. Love each other. Peace. Thank you for listening to Combo's Court. Big shouts to Zach for having me on his show. My thoughts and prayers 
are with all of the families involved in this tragic helicopter accident. Rest in peace, Colby. Be on the lookout for episode one, three, two, combo out.